Hi, Gala. Hey, Rose. Uh, uh, how's it? How's it going? <laughs> Are you okay? <laughs> Why did you ask me? That I don't know. Like that? I mean, it's now it's just becoming cliche. I feel weird asking every time, and now it's just baked into the beginning of every show. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> it's um. 7.45 p.m. Eastern Time. I'm knocking back a lukewarm cup of dandelion blend just to feel something. Wow. Um, I have a slight sniffle, and I am three days out of bleeding, so I feel excessively tired, mm. um, possibly coupled with the onslaught of March. And the fatigue that is March, always, yeah. and also just the the cruel reminder that we have been at this for a fucking year. Yeah, it's um, it's gross. Uh, I also just before coming coming to see you on the screen, uh, looked at a different smaller screen. And saw that Texas is lifting its statewide mask mandate and opening businesses to 100%. Uh, Oh, I heard they have thousands of people in hospitals a day. 6,000 a day, is that right? Yeah, and they just, uh, you know, had people even more imperiled by their um, privatized, um, untended infrastructure collapsing uh, because of climate change which they probably don't believe in. And by they, I really just mean like the Republicans in charge there, which I, I really rank them only like 0.5 below most Democrats in charge, to be honest. I mean, I think that actually most people believe in climate change. It's just a lot of them don't care. Yeah, short-sightedness. But yeah, so I read that and was like pretty creeped out and really feeling for people who, on top of everything they're already dealing with there, right? Like people who lost power, pipes froze, exploded, their houses are ruined, their homeowner's insurance won't cover it, they don't have cash, they're already struggling from the pandemic. And then on top of that, now um, their lives are going to be even more greatly endangered. Uh (laughs) And yeah. on a personal selfish note, um, that's my neighboring state now. So I and I see Texas plates all the time. So it does not give me a lot of comfort to know that um, our parks are going to be flooded with people who haven't had to wear masks. Yeah, yeah. I have an ex who lives in Texas. LOL. And um... <laughs> don't all of your exes? <laughs> no, just one. I have an ex who lives in Texas and. Um, she and her wife had to like keep warm by being tucked in bed together through that whole ordeal. But like good note, bad note, she shared with me that there was a woman who was on the way to deliver, um, vaccines to an assisted living space and she couldn't do it because of the weather so she wound up having to drop them off at the CVS and then they got notified that their local CVS had this like excess of vaccines and both of them got vaccinated but I'm thinking like that's like a really great story for my ex and her wife but like kind of a bad story for that assisted living center also if you think about it exponentially just the amount of people who weren't able to get access to those shots if that's just one story followed by all of these bans lifting it's like great planning everybody you know well especially with like now i don't know how much i buy it uh but like biden literally announced today that uh we're supposed to have enough vaccines for every american by the end of may and i would imagine that's partly leaning heavily on the johnson and johnson vaccine which is a one dose vaccine um, but like you couldn't fucking hold out for two months. Like, are you serious? Like you just had to further exacerbate and like also probably, um, increase the chances of more mutations that are quite possibly 
vaccine resistant. Um, anyway, we're now a grumpy uh, news show. <laughs> yeah, this is the gay news show now. But I think it's like, I don't want to not talk about it because it is it is what's happening, right? It's what's happening all around us all the time. And it does affect us. Yeah, and especially coming up on one year inside. Like, that's pretty pretty wild um but it's pisces season which in some ways you know i I would say that pisces are more more well tuned to spend a year um inside of their own brains than any other zodiac sign or energy (laughs) yeah they got a lot of like stuff in there you know what i mean it's like you know it's like when um somebody's favorite babysitter comes over like and she's got the whole caboodle or whatever and she opens it up and it's like the lanyards the like fucking dominoes the like friendship bracelet baubles Mm -hmm. the spider-man band-aids yeah yeah and you're like whoa let's put on 20 of these band-aids oh yeah except you know it's probably like sheer sheer tops and glitter gloss and uh perhaps a slightly culturally inappropriate uh, top that is a peasant flowing design that perhaps uh, you got on a travel if you're the more I don't even know how to call a Pisces mask but you know what I mean yeah I hear you except I also know that the other version of of that story is um, it's just like some sort of I don't know kind of like a like a very tangly long haired butch in a real tree (laughs) t-shirt are you talking about me? (laughs) Yeah, dude. <laughs> it's true. I'm guilty. I'm a Pisces rising. I look like a Pisces, you know? Talk like a Pisces. Uh, bombast yeah, like, like a Pisces. I have Jupiter and Pisces as well. Do you? Do you have Do Jupiter and like? Pisces? No. Mm. Well, sorry about it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think <laughs> I'm, it's okay. <laughs> Yeah, I think Jupiter and Aries. Yeah, fair. It's a vibe. I think that's how you describe it. It's like also, it's funny because the vibe you describe is so particular and so common to how people describe the, the Pisces person. But I think that the vibe that I'm describing, which is the the rose surface vibe, <gasps> is also like a common dyke vibe amongst the Pisces I've known. Yeah. It's like Hesher light, kind of, or like playful. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's not just Iron Maiden tees. No, it's actually almost never Iron Maiden tees. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's usually like tees I I found on somebody's <laughs> farmstead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. Um, You're like maybe that's true, but <laughs> maybe it's true. You know. But it's definitely a well-worn t-shirt. For sure. It's soft. Well, so we have the descripts. Yeah. The descripts down. Sure, yeah. And I feel like people generally know the Piscean vibe. Although, again, I do think there's, like, multitudinous categories in the Piscean vibe. Oh, my God. I mean, I actually, like, I take back what I said before about mask Pisces. I think that Pisces do... A wonderful job of displaying like the full spectrum of gender in all of its permutations, mm-hmm. particularly actually the in between. Though they are um, Mercury in their fall, there is that kind of ageless like Peter Pan and Tinkerbell mixed together, just like tunics and leggings and like a weird asymmetrical haircut. Sometimes, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I didn't know what you mean. There is like a puck playful vibe that happens sometimes. Like I can think of like three queer Pisces who are like really just doing their own thing but then like somehow I'm like you're you're different but you're not you know (laughs) I mean I think that they're different but but they're similar to each other yeah exactly there's some they're like in the same like it's as if like there if there had been some sort of like species of of a of a a group they would have all come from it but then you know gone off and done separate things for sure and yeah there's totally like the kind of you know the 
Peter Pan, Elfin, Pisces, people who you like, these are the ones you can spot instantly. Oh, yeah. Like, you're just like, yeah, okay. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, Um, yeah, maybe I will come to your performance art piece. Yeah, but they're not, like, sometimes, I mean, like, for me, like, the ones I've met were people who are, like, hairstylists, train hoppers, like, you know, like, personal trainers, like, whatever. It has to be interpersonal. It has to be about being in relationship to other people. But they all have that. You don't know how old they are. You cannot ever guess it. Uh -uh. And, you know, they're often looking for a top. Yeah, it's true. (laughs) Like, that is their other marker. <laughs> right. And then there's just like the full on mermaid glamour Pisces, too, right? Ooh, I love the mermaid glamour Pisces. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking the Rihanna's, you know what I'm saying? Where you're just like, damn, okay. And the Nisi Nash's. Yeah, for sure. Nisi Nash, Rihanna. Yeah. So, okay. So you were saying the glamour Pisces. I was saying the glamour Pisces. Um, and yeah, we talked about the kind of like um, forever young, extra andro, clown school looking for a top Pisces. <laughs> the Elliot, the Elliot Pages of the world. Yeah. If we will. <laughs> but but then there's also kind of like the um, the wandering prophet vibe too. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think is more like a surfy, skatey, hesher. Like the clown thing, the weird clown thing is not the, there's a, there's a different permutation. You know what I mean? No, tell me more. I feel like you're giving me like, I just feel like the sandwich. I feel like Elliot Page actually isn't the funny, isn't the clown elf, though they do have a little elf vibe. I think they are the ageless elf category one. Like when you meet Elliot Page, like right away, you'd probably be like Pisces. Yeah, that's true. Okay, fair, fair, fair. Like um, that's the one which is just sort of like ageless, like, you know. Yeah. But, you know, stylistically, I don't really know what their style is because they're just like a person in Hollywood that's at this true. point. Um, but then it's like, because would you put Elliot Page and say Wanda Sykes in the same category? No, no. Okay. So no, Wanda Sykes is in her own category. She's, her, she's with doing like, her own thing. Yeah, with actually with like maybe Drew Barrymore oh, and okay. like Catherine O'Hara, like funny people, kind of like messy, like a little messy, mm-hmm. a, a little bit frumpy, even if they're beautiful, like something yeah. sort of like uninterested in, in, in pulling things in and being tight. Yeah, totally. Whereas then you have the kind of like flawless, you have like the Lupita Nyong'o, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Lupita and Rihanna and mm-hmm. Nisi Nash. Yeah, I feel like Nisi Sharon Nash Stone. toes the line. <laughs> like Nisi can do both, you know what I mean? Like That's she can true. glam it That's up, true. but she, she can also can like let it out and just be funny as fuck. Sorry, mm-hmm. I interrupted yeah. you. She's you, straddling that. Mm-hmm. You said spot. Rashida Jones, yeah? No, I didn't, but mm-hmm. I should. Yeah, Rashida Jones. Quincy Jones, her dad actually is also a Pisces, that musical gift. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Erica Badu, speaking of. Now, Erica Badu is like a whole nother level, too, though, because she's like. Erica Badu is all of them and none of them at once. Right. She is the Ur Pisces, yeah. the one from which all Pisces come. <laughs> It's like every scat birthed a new gender of Pisces that then like and it it's was like no scattered. matter what age Erica Badu is, she is ageless. She has been here forever, before yeah. us and after. Yeah. She yeah, she yeah. is both the chaos and the creativity that springs from it. It's all mm-hmm. there. The chaos and the cleansing river. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> It's really Queen true. Latifah, it's like... on the other hand, <laughs> firmly in the third sort of like a little bit messy, but like trying to keep it tight, like Wanda Sykes category yeah. over there. And then we have um, <laughs> Glenn Close's of the world. Glenn Close. She's like straight butch or is she gay? You know what I mean? Glenn Close is like a heterosexual, but she is also like a uh, madam. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You know? 
<laughs> yeah, she is. She really, um, gosh, Glenn Close. Did you ever see Albert Nobbs? Um, I think I did see Albert Nobbs. That was an incredibly intense movie. Painfully uncomfortable, that movie made me. She does a really good job, though, of playing the role of, like, I mean, that's her whole, that's her whole oeuvre. It's just, like, playing this, like, tight-lipped, tense, like, secret role. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. It is true. Though, sometimes she gets to really let it out, right? Like, what's the, what's the movie with Michael Douglas where she kills the dog? Oh, I don't know. Is, is, is she just sort of, like, either really tense and brooding or killing dogs? Because isn't she also the villain from 101 Dalmatians? She is. So maybe, like, what does she have against dogs? And that's not very Piscean either, to be honest. A lot of them are big animal lovers. Yeah, and sometimes they're, and sometimes, sometimes people relate them to the, the moon card in the tarot, which highlights the dogs in fact oh that's true i didn't even think about that because there's the dog and like the little lobster crawling out right there's there's two dogs sometimes in the moon yeah different colors and howling Mm, so is that actually what pisces is doing to us making us all dogs howling you know what is pisces doing to us i don't know what's pisces doing to you well, I just think that Pisces is a sign that really um, cultivates and inspires longing. Mm. You know? And In what, others? Mm, I think sometimes, yeah. Mm. Those other times it feels like Pisces' main, um, main game is to try to um, satiate your every desire or fantasy or at least um, give you the idea that they might. Mm. <laughs> You know, there's an indulgence there, but it's also like a weird one in mirror sometimes, I think, you know. Have you done a long-term date with a Pisces? Like, did you date a Pisces for longer than, like, say, like a month? Um, six months, but, like, I have, I have some close friends who have known for a six long months. time. Six yeah. months? Six months is a significant time. Yeah. And you felt like in those six months you were, like, being called to yearn. I would feel like leading up to it and then... Uh... Maybe not in it so much. I guess I'm just thinking, like, I just associate that. And I think part of it is um, also Pisces' tendency to either, like, be really nostalgic for the past, right? Mm. Long for a past that's gone or, like, like just can't wait for whatever future thing they're longing for or building towards. And sometimes, like, there's a difficulty with actually being present in, like, what actually is happening now. Or being realistic about, like, what the bridge is between the past and the future, you know? Yeah, I think I was asking you specifically because it's, like, I wonder what different, like, Piscean energies bring out in different people, right? Mm. Like, I don't, like, so I was like, oh, like, maybe your Pisces rising against a Pisces Mm -hmm. sun does have that particular sort of, like, pulling energy. Yeah. I feel like you know, so much of my Sagittarian influence in my chart with my Sag Venus, Sag Rising, like with Pisces, I mean, I've definitely, I mean, whatever, like I've had my experiences with dating them. I've never dated a Pisces long-term, but in dating, and this is specifically about longing or yearning because I find friendship with Pisces entirely different than dating them. Yeah. But I do think that for the most part, I wasn't really like pulled into a yearning with them. I was just pulled into a fantasy world, but because of the dynamics that we would keep having, it wouldn't be a fantasy world that I would be lost in like waiting for them Mm, more. mm -hmm. So it would be a fantasy world that I would have to sort of decide I wanted to be in. (laughs) And if I decided that I wanted to be in that fantasy world suck for me, right? (laughs) Because it was a fantasy. (laughs) And like, I'd be like, none of this is real. Yeah. You're not, I'm not going to see you for two years, my friend, (laughs) you know, and you've already started sleeping with my sister. So I think, (laughs) I think we might need to call it. (laughs) I mean, yeah, fair. I, I mean, I guess I'm more associated with, um, with the Pisces in the first person, but remember it's confusing for me. Um, Mm, mm -hmm. Right. Pisces in general struggles with the um, boundaries. 
Ooh, yeah. Um, and so, like, I, I think about, I just feel like there can be, and and I think this is also associated a little bit with Jupiter and therefore with Sag as well, that, like, learning, yearning and longing for the ideal, for perfection, for um, fucking uh, redemption, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which also, you know, is strong Neptunian vibe depending on which rulership system you want to go with. So I think that it's like this wanting to dissolve, wanting to merge, wanting to be back in the in-between. I kind of love this moment that you maybe made a mistake or maybe you didn't, <laughs> where you said you rhymed yearning and learning. And I think that that is like the two expressions of like Jupiter uh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> in yeah, Pisces totally. and Sag. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And like perhaps just based like spitballing off of what you were saying, like perhaps one of the things that's happening in the dynamic where, you know, this rulership is expressed differently is that Sagittarius like sort of, um, you know, it like stampedes towards the experience. Yeah. Like it is interested in the learning and Pisces actually in a way has weird boundaries because <laughs> they have boundaries around reality. Right. Yeah. So there is a part of them I think are, you know, this is sort of like categorical. It's not necessarily true for every Pisces who's listening, but there is a part of them that would actually prefer to yearn and not to learn. Mm-hmm. So there is like that kind of thing where it's like, if I get too close to this thing, if I get too intimate, if I open up my barriers, actually, if I'm actually truly boundaryless and vulnerable, yeah. then I will learn too much and I will no longer be able to yearn for this thing. Yeah. Yearning requires a sense of distance. And a lack, yeah. And it's also learning is what um, dissolves the ideal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's kind of like fool me once, right? A Pisces, a Pisces might know themselves well enough to know that uh, if they if they make something too real, then the fantasy is ruined, and and it's actually a little more delicious to to sit in that wanting, right? Yeah, it's like a funny thing about them, right? Because we talk so much about their difficulties with like keeping a barrier up. But in fact, often it's very hard to know the deeper, like kind of more human parts of a Pisces person. Like you do get to know all of their yearning stories, all of their little dreams and dreamlets, all of their like, you know, whatever their fantasies about like 20 people that they'll never hang out with. But it's very hard. You know, it's sort of like even like Nisi Nash's Instagram. Like, look at that. You know, it's sort of like she will just give you like 20 videos about like her wife, like making an omelet, bringing her flowers, going into the car, taking off her shoes. But we have no idea what about Nisi Nash compels her to keep sharing every little video of this other woman in her life where some of us wouldn't and you could just say like oh like she doesn't really have boundaries but I'm like she's doing something she has a plan there is something about her desire to consistently expose this other person yeah that has a reason (laughs) yeah you know and we just we don't know it and we won't or maybe we will Mm, or maybe we will. No, probably we won't, right? <laughs> no, I just wanted to say what you said. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, or you know, I think about like Rihanna, who's just kind of probably will never put out another album again because uh, <laughs> because she can run her empire and like never leave her house if she doesn't want to. Now, you know, mm-hmm. touring fucking sucks. The life of a touring musician is brutal, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know, because there was like a lot of hubbub about like being on Rihanna's tour bus and how crazy it is and whatever. Yeah. But we also don't truly know. I mean, OK, Rihanna's like also like a Scorpio. What? She's a Scorpio moon Aries rising or vice versa. Yeah, if I were going to bet, I'd say Scorpio rising Aries moon. No, but... Aries rising Scorpio moon, which makes more sense to me because she like doesn't give a fuck on the surface. Or wait, no, it's not a Scorpio moon. I'm sorry. No, there's no Scorpio. She's got Pluto and Scorpio. That's it. Oh. She's got a 12th house moon. She's got Venus and Aries on the ascendant. And then she's got a north node on Pisces. Yeah. 
What's her moon? Is it also Pisces? No, it's Aries. Oh, Aries. Aries moon and rising. Yeah. Mercury and Aquarius. You know what? Another great example of someone whose reasoning we will never know. <laughs> we will never know. We can say it's because touring sucks or yeah. whatever. We could just say because she could just be like, oh, I'm just making my money or whatever. But like, do you know, like every time Rihanna posts something on the internet, there are like 1 million comments being like, where's the next album? Yeah. Like, because she's never spoken directly on it, really. She's never like, I don't want to make another album. She'll just come back and be like, sorry, I got the fancy line to think about, <laughs> you yeah. know? So whatever's happening for her, whatever has made her make the decisions that she's made on a deeper interpersonal level, it's private. Mm -hmm. And, you know, not for nothing, you have to wonder how much Pisces necessarily are aware of their motivation. There's a lot of moving from intuition. There's not always necessarily, I mean, there can be, right? But I know some Pisces who literally just like feel their way through it. I mean, for sure. But I do think it's like both, right? It's mm -hmm. and or. It's yeah. both. It's the mutability. I do think that Pisces are often in their daily life just being like, mm, white bread or rye. I don't know which one is speaking to me. But <laughs> I do think that they are very strategic people. And when it comes to certain aspects of their life, they are extremely guarded, extremely private, and have plans. Do you think this is why Pisces make excellent con artists? Um, sure. I didn't know that they did, do they? Tell us more about that. Well, I do think, you know, if you ascribe to the belief that like every sign has also the energy of the preceding signs in it, it's just adding mm -hmm. another layer or level to it, then Pisces is technically like everything. Which mm -hmm. also Pisces is associated with like the collective unconscious and dream space and also just like the idea of like separation is actually false and that we're all part of the same thing, right? So there's a way where Pisces can be really plugged in psychically and psychologically to other people's motivations, interests, desires, fantasies, right? Mm-hmm. That's true. Um, which is what makes them like so prominent in the arts and so good at like connecting with people, right? Kurt Cobain's a Pisces, right? Um, Elizabeth Taylor, we already talked about Erica Badu and Rihanna, like, but you can go all the way back, you know? Mm -hmm. um, particularly gifted musically, right? Because there is that, though you can apply theory to it, like it doesn't adhere to scientific properties. The reason that something like touches somebody in a way or moves them it's it's poetry too, right? You know what I mean? It's not linear mm -hmm. necessarily mm -hmm. and it's not logical. But that can be a really powerful gift to be able to like have that kind of insight sometimes without even being told, right? Just knowing. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think music is particular. I'm wondering like how we can sort of like gear it towards the Connor side because I'm like if we're just talking about their intuition in general, I think that's really interesting and I agree with you. I think it's part of their vision. Like they, the thing is that they trust their vision. Yeah. And, and I think that, you know, I'm someone personally, it doesn't have to be you or the listeners, um, who really believes that certain kinds of art um, come through us, right? They're not yeah. from us. Yeah. And you have to trust when you hear something or yeah. you, or you, you know, hear it to write it, to paint it, to whatever, to sing it, that it's right, that it's come to you fully formed and it's a gift. And I think that Pisces are very good at accepting gifts from the universe, you know, for sure. And channeling. Funnily, yeah. Funnily enough, I would say that Piscean actors always play the same roles. <laughs> <laughs> like John Hamm. <laughs> What's that? John Hamm is that Pisces? Yeah, there? but it's like Elliot Page, kind of always the same role. Mm. Like Queen Latifah, always the same role. Not very good at it, um, except for Mama in Chicago, where yeah, really shines. But it was like great and set not it off. the same role. <laughs> <laughs> Catherine O'Hara too, kind yeah. of has like the same sort of like kooky like yeah. white woman with a weird outfit on roll beetlejuice yeah. yeah yeah it's like the same <laughs> yeah you got a good point there um 
I guess where I was going with that is just the ability to um, connect with people pretty profoundly and and insight. But I know what you mean that like artistic expression, especially for Pisces, does sometimes feel more like channeling, Mm -hmm. which is different from meeting somebody and knowing exactly what it will take to get them to put you on their checking account. Right. Mm. Who is this? (laughs) I was watching. I was watching Love Fraud. KS. It's a four-part documentary about this guy, Richard Scott Smith, Mm -hmm. who scammed hundreds of women and defrauded them of hundreds of thousands, probably more than a million dollars, probably two or three million dollars. Because, like, there were women who were like, yeah, he conned me out of $700,000. But he met most of them either at karaoke or through dating websites and basically would just like within a few days, you know, tell people he loved them. He'd leave these wild voicemails like three days in, like always sounded like he was about to cry and was just like, I just want to tell you that I love you so much and I miss you so much. And I want to spend every day with you. And it'd be like three days in, like just what? And like calling like eight times. Finally, these women set up a blog and hired a bounty hunter to catch him. Wow, but, a blog. But, I, but like he convinced some woman to open up a crab shack chain in the middle of Kansas, right? And like, wow, a crab shack chain. He, yeah, he like burnt down Where some woman's. He, what was his investment in the crab shack? Empire? I don't know. They apparently made enough money because the only um, competition was like Long John Silver's or Red Lobster or something. Anyway, this guy managed to marry and defraud, like, I think at least 70 or 80 women, maybe more, 100 women. Like, there were 60 of them who got together on this blog, Mm. you know. But so this whole thing was going down. I was like, this dude's a fucking Pisces. I know it. Mm -hmm. And then they Mm -hmm. finally play, they show, like, one of his um, dating site things. and Mm -hmm. And he's like, Zodiac sign. He's like, Pisces, I love karaoke. What if, it would be really fucked up if that was also a lie. Like, if he was it just would. like, women think Pisces are really sweet. I'm going to, like, say I'm it a Pisces. A <laughs> yeah, which, like, I wouldn't put it past him. But then I double-checked his birthday. And he, it's, like, February 20th or something. I mean, 22nd. it sounds remarkably like my experience of watching Tiger King. And when yeah. I saw that yet another young man was interested in being his uh, husband, his or what did what did he call them? I don't know. There was like a language a, around it. Yeah, he had a real cool language. situation, like yeah. a branding. Like there's a whole situation, yeah. and I was like, this man is a Pisces for sure. And that, by the way, the Tiger King guy is very much sort of like in the first in the first realm of the Pisces. Oh, the you know? ageless, weird haircutted elf <laughs> with the clown yeah. in the the clown school. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. But this guy also looked different. Like, they had so much surveillance footage. And, like, literally they were following him for three weeks. And every day he looked like a different person. They're a mutable sign, you guys. <laughs> Shifters. Um, so I'm not saying that every Pisces is a con artist. But I think that if you are that well attuned to what people's fantasies are, particularly romantic fantasy, like, you can, you can do some damage if you don't really have a conscience you know i mean i think it's a good time to know right that it's like because astrology is just everything it's also the negative sides of of any kind of human experience right so it's like if the positive side of piscean nature is perception and empathy and reflection yeah and compassion yeah then you know, what are the undersides of those kinds of offerings, right? Or how do you exploit that, right? What's that? How do you exploit that talent, right? Yeah. And I do think it's like, I definitely see some of that, the plus and the minus of that in people who have a Pisces Venus, right? Because Venus Mm -hmm. especially is about attraction and about attracting people to you. So it really can be about something working in your favor versus just something that is like an innate power that you have. I also want to say that um, having a connection to Neptune also means that people want to project things onto Pisces, right? It's not all Mm -hmm. their fault. It really isn't like, except when they let that happen, when they know it's not true, right? Mm -hmm. 
Like when somebody's like, I can trust you and you're going to make my dreams come true. And you're like, I won't, but I'll let you believe that. <laughs> it, it always takes two, doesn't it? Yeah. It always takes two. Yeah. I don't even know what people date. <laughs> it does. Um, but I feel like I interrupted you to say that. If you're talking about Venus and Pisces. You know, I was just ushering it in, the yeah. idea of it. I know we're going through that transit in the moment we We might want to talk about it a little bit yeah i mean i was thinking about it i was just thinking about you know venus traditionally rules libra and taurus um but then is exalted in pisces which we touched on the last episode and now it's moving into pisces and it was just i think it's really easy to um to differentiate between Pisces and Libra and Pisces and Taurus, right? It's it's easy to show ways that they're different, but then I was just trying to think of the ways that they overlap and reasons that like Venus would be happy being there, right? Mm-hmm. Um and you know, I think of Venus and Libra as like pretty focused on relational, right? And like how you engage with people, how you would like to be treated, how you think people should interact with each other and how that influences your values, right? Whereas maybe with Taurus, I would associate it more with material concerns like money and resources and then also with um, sensual pleasure and joy. I don't know. What do you think? Well, I mean, I think that in terms of like, maybe if you're just trying to differentiate like Venus and Libra and Taurus as like qualities, Mm. it's definitely more earthly, Mm -hmm. like in terms of tangible but I was thinking about if we're also talking about all three, yeah. um, one one example or one facet of like turning something over might be that like in a starting relationship, a Venus and Libra would want constant tit for tat. Like a Venus and Libra would be like, I asked you out, you asked me out. I pay mm-hmm. for dinner, you pay for dinner. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> like a constant sense mm-hmm. that they're getting back and even push pull. Mm-hmm. They don't want more given than they give. They yeah. don't want more taken than they take. Mm-hmm. They're going to want a little bit of like each coming constantly with like Venus in Pisces. They don't care about that. They don't That's care true. about the equal measures. Yeah, yeah. They're happy to give in all the measures as long as they come out looking like they're benevolent. Like they don't need, <laughs> they don't need the equal push pull. Yeah. You know, they just need you to say yes. Yeah. Um, and then with Taurus Venus, I feel like what's going to happen is instead of it being about gestures or promises or asking out, you want the material proof. Like you want to see in the person's regard toward you, whatever, whatever your sort of like rationale is about like how to see if somebody respects you you know like you want constant like moments of tangible evidence that that person has intense regard for the relationship you're beginning together you seem like pretty confident can I give you a couple examples and and have you decide yeah which Venus it is so for the first round I'm going to give you an example. You're going to tell me if you think this is more on brand for Pisces Venusian energy or Libran Venusian okay. energy. Okay. Who do you think is more likely to buy their dog a birthday present? <laughs> I would actually say Venus in Libra. Yeah, I think so. It's it's only fair that the dog's birthday gets celebrated. <laughs> yeah. I also think that Libras love buying presents. <laughs> And they're also much more likely to remember the birthday. I am their dog. That's a good yeah. point. That's a very good point. All right. Would you like another one? Uh-huh. Whose psychological well-being is more directly tied to the state of their hair? Is this still between Pisces, Venus, and Libra Venus? Yeah. Okay. State of their hair. Like, who can you tell is going through it either because they did something to their hair or because something has it hasn't been maintained in a way, you know? I feel like, again, I would say Venus and Libra. Mm-hmm. Because Venus and Pisces always has some, like, I feel like Piscean energy <laughs> is like the hair is always on some sort of, like, journey. So you can't really have information like that. It's not going to give you much. 
I've just known a few. I've I've witnessed <laughs> some pretty dramatic um, haircutting uh, as an emotional expression from from Piscean people uh, in my life. Yeah, yeah, I believe it for sure. <laughs> but you're right. <laughs> I see where you're going. Okay. Um, who do you think will have the most compassion for the perpetrator in a true crime documentary? Yeah. Now, now I would go with the with the Venus and Pisces. Yeah. Choice. <laughs> Fair. Yeah, yeah. True. It's very true. Do you want to try with Taurus and Pisces? Yeah, why not? I've heard that our listeners really like it when you when we do this type of thing. Yeah, that's why I try to give them a little baby game, even if I don't have the energy to do more. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, who do you think is more likely, remember it's between Taurus and Pisces now, um, to fall off the social map entirely three dates in, swallowed into a den of sex, Netflix, and take out? Venus and Taurus. Right, yeah, it's Taurus. Who do you think is more likely to get into armpits, like sexually? Uh, Venus and Pisces. <laughs> okay. And then lastly, who is more or less okay with quarantine as long as their pot dealer will still deliver? Oh, really, that's a tie. That's a tie, right? It's hard. It's yeah. a tie. Yeah. <laughs> I like how the other ones, there was like no need to explain. I was no. just like, it's I was like, no. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You know, you got it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I know about Libra stuff. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, 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 you do. I just think it's like there are certain signs that people like keep miscasting, like Libras and Sagittarians, and I've mm. happened to be friends with them my whole life. So yeah, I'm always yeah. like... No, this is what's yeah. happening there. <laughs> I'm like, no, no, no. Yeah, I just, I feel like Pisces also have like the bleeding heart animal thing, you know what I mean? And are like have no boundaries with their pets. But I guess that would be mm-hmm. more like like who lets their fucking cat eat at the dinner table on top of it with them or something, you know? What that's what you're saying to me is like literally me opening up Instagram yesterday and seeing a photo <laughs> of a manja in a boat with a cat in it. In a leash. And I was like, whose leashed cat is this in the boat in Florida? How did you get this cat in a boat? That's like the like what is that animal, <laughs> you know, picture. That sounds like my buddy James. <laughs> who is a Pisces, who accidentally stumbled into he and my best friend and I like all work together for a few years and then we just run into each other. But we all like each other a lot. Don't hang out that often. Amy had a birthday party at a roller skating rink in Bed-Stuy that's in a high school gym. There were like six of us there, not a ton. James walks in randomly halfway through, like we're literally had just lit the candle on the cake and we're singing happy birthday. And he comes in and like sings happy birthday to Amy. And he's like, oh, I live up the street. Like, I just wanted to go roller skating. Right. Just stumbles onto her birthday. Four, three and a half months later, I get 30 people to go to this taco place for my birthday dinner. We're sitting down. The last person has come again. The cake comes out. Who walks in the door? Same fucking guy. He stumbled upon not one, but two. My best friend and I's birthdays just randomly because he just wanted to go roller skating and then just wanted to get a taco that night. Like Wild. Pisces. See, that's how it is. Like, that's the thing. And an animal could be involved, but it's a different kind of animal relationship than like. Yeah. It could also just be like a ferret that they trained or they domesticated a possum. (laughs) Everything's possible. There's like a whole colony of raccoons living on their like fire escape, whatever, you know? Yeah. I know they eat their own, but maybe they even bought a live lobster and then didn't have the heart to kill it, you know? But it's like, no, no. They like bought a live lobster with the plan to take it home. (laughs) Like they didn't, it's not like they didn't have the heart to, they like, that was their plan. They were like, I'm going to get a pet lobster. I should go to like, (laughs) just keep their just pouring like Malden salt into their bathtub every day yeah dude that's what they bathe in anyway I mean probably it's not not that's how they rejuvenate and return to their homes but yeah so I don't know that was a journey I wanted to take you on that um you know kind of kind of plays with that uh that line Sees what's going on there. Everything's connected, you know? 
everything i mean everything is connected it's true and not many people know that as well as a pisces does yeah i think Mm-hmm. Except when they're in turmoil and then they're just like completely disconnected and nothing can be connected. And then it's just like a million frayed threads. I mean, it is the worst. Uh, that's like the worst thing that could happen to a Pisces is to lose that connection and that flow. That's true. You know, when you're like defined by it. Mm-hmm. But the the wild thing is sometimes they do it to themselves by like the sheer fact of, of not actually um, being transparent or honest with anyone about what's actually going on in their lives. <laughs> I mean, it takes like, the thing is, is, here's again what I will say. It's like, I think that Pisces have incredible vision and they yeah. can be incredibly strategic. But when they're in a place of like doggedly following that vision... If the vision becomes off, they're going to have a really hard time noticing that mm. because they're like so in the flow of it all. It's hard sometimes to know where the water's coming from. You know yeah. what I mean? Like they're just like fucking swimming. Yeah. And and it's also maybe the downside of trusting your intuition to a fault. Mm-hmm. Right? Because like some. Sometimes we all make bad decisions, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> or sometimes things just, like, like even if things feel good, they can change. Yeah. yeah. You know, I think that's the thing, because I think that, like, Pisces have a really hard time, like, just saying no to something that feels good, right? That feels yeah. right. But... Yeah. There's a there's all the other plant there's all the other fucking signs before them that are here to like be like. Yeah. Maybe you need a rubric. Maybe you need a network. <laughs> Maybe you need to consult some philosophy. Maybe you need to be a little bit more suspicious of your own motives. Maybe you need to figure out how to partner with someone else through this, mm-hmm. you know, just like continuously like. Yeah, maybe you need to learn how to discriminate or discern. Maybe you need to learn when to have courage and integrity. Maybe you need to learn when to draw inwards and kind of nourish and nurture yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe you need to learn when you need to learn. <laughs> <laughs> maybe you need to learn when you need to stick it out and just fucking finish something, right? Yeah, maybe you need to learn when having yourself is actually all you need to have. Yeah. Yeah. But they have to be interested in all those lessons. Yeah. But I think they'll be interested in moonwalking through them like that. What else do we need to tell people? Well, I think we were going to talk a little bit about Mars and Gemini Mm. and how it might skirt Neptune, but that's an interesting, especially if you're thinking about rulership as more Mm -hmm. modern it's an interesting moment to think about the ways that we might be called to learn something. Mm. Mm-hmm. So in these moments, like where we're discussing, you know, our dreams, our delusions, our subconscious, what we're kind of refusing to see what we're driven by. Yeah. Um, meeting, you know, meeting our willpower to just like, interact with and shape and shift information that's actually given to us. Yeah. So the call is there, I think. Yeah. It is, and it will probably be highlighted uh, when it squares, well, when it conjuncts the nodes of fate, right? Hmm, Because Mars will catch up with the North Node, right? Yeah, so we're getting a bit of a Pisces pileup coming in, right? That that huge Aquarian clump is kind of split, um, mm-hmm. split up Thank a little God. bit. I mean, I felt fine. <laughs> uh, I think they're both hard for me, but I actually think Pisces clumps are harder for me. They make me more tired. Yeah, I mean that's fair, and I've definitely, I've been feeling very nappy. <laughs> Nappy and moody, you know, just crying and sleeping my way through it. But, you know, Venus is going to catch up with Neptune also, which what's going to happen there? I don't know. If you haven't already broken up with the person that you're like spending all your time with, like you're probably fine. 
yeah, you might even just feel real ideal about them, you know? You might get into like a sex hole. Yeah. You could like a vortex, like a little vortex, a little opening where you just fall right in. I think there are worse things that could happen to a person in a pandemic. <laughs> in a panicata. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> in a panadone. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think it would be like it's like a treat, you know? I mean, even if you're single, maybe you'll get into some sort of like intense, like just like feeling fine moment you know like just like feeling yourself like just like wanting to be in the fucking bath with the cbd bath salts Get and the fucking erica badu playing yeah um i totally forgot about that kalela album that came out in 2017 and listened to it again yesterday so fucking good 2017 why don't we talk about that album ever how come sizzle got all the fucking glory that year because mm-hmm. of like her scorpionic MC. I know that poll. Oh, yeah. <laughs> magnets. Rare earth magnets at work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe you take yourself to, to Pleasure Town, you know? Yeah, Pleasure Town. Babylon <laughs> seems to be having a sale like every minute. Yeah. Am I wrong? I'm always just getting emails from them. I'm just like, no, I don't need that. Maybe you do need it, though. I think people deserve it. Um, and Venus and Pisces. After all, treat yourself, luxuriate, you know? Get I heard some glamour. of those vibrators are waterproof. There's one called the Water Dancer. Mm. Think about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Any any of Rose's designs won't be available for Yeah, you can't a get the Koala Cock Ring uh, yet, but I'm <laughs> working on it. Need some R&D. Oh my god, I am a mess. I need a shower so bad, but I keep waking up and then like having to go to work, like building things, and I'm like, why would I shower to get dirty again? Pisces number three. (laughs) (laughs) Except the Pisces also love water. They're water baby bitches. They love water, but like the part where they clean themselves. Mm. It's like, it's the number three. (laughs) they're not all like that but there is like this like why would i i'm one with the dirt we're in this evolving cycle process like at some point i'll be clean and then i'll feel really good you know like then i'll really feel it and you're like you could just feel it today and then also feel it tomorrow my man (laughs) (laughs) yeah but for me it's like it's more my virgo moon it's like i don't want to waste the effort and the time of the shower if I'm going to immediately be dirty again. Don't don't put this on your Virgo moon. You know that ain't right. You know your Virgo moon is crying inside, being like, how can you get into this clean bed dirty yet one more time? <laughs> no, I talked about, I was going to shower this morning, but then I had to go to work, and then I knew I was cutting insulation. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, Ladies and gentlemen, person so you just her gala really um just read me right now <laughs> just destroyed me <laughs> um, speaking of destroying can we talk for a second just um about the movie that i liked that you kind of liked though it's gay which one i care a lot uh, with you liked Pike. it you liked this movie i thought it was fun and i think that we deserve like dumb fun fluff dark thrillers just as much as straight people do um and i i was able to buy that they wanted to have sex with each other which does not happen often in mainstream lesbian representation mm. mm-hmm. like when I they mean, come home sure. and they're like fucking in that stairwell like that was hot that was cool no, no, you're right. I just, I think it's like I, and I, you know, I feel like I watched it with like two of my femme friends and they, they were all into it in different ways. But I do think that it's very hard for me to watch like elder abuse in that way. Yeah, that's And fair. there was just something about it. I think what made it great was Dame Diane and her like ability Diane Wise was who we were calling awesome. her yeah. but, like her ability to play that role where she was just like you're in trouble you yeah. know yeah, yeah. Um, and like not portraying you know 
not portraying that role as like somebody who is just like weak and vulnerable and scared. Yeah. And I mean, ultimately it is hard to stomach or swallow the, um, the underlying premise. Uh, if you are in any way engaging and investing in it, in a, like, uh, what if this were real? You know? I think the problem for me maybe is just that like, it's like she was a villain, but the movie, I think in some moments, especially when she doesn't die, which seemed actually impossible. I think that there was a framing that sort of wanted us a little bit to root for her, like wanted her to get away with it, like wanted her to survive, wanted her to beat the mob boss or whatever. And I was like, there's nothing in me that wants this villain to succeed. Yeah, I got, I definitely felt like I got um, roped into it, actually. Like, I started out being like, you fucking asshole. Like, I can't wait till these mobsters, like, just ruin your shit. And then I was like, oh, get out of the car. I was like, die, bitch. (laughs) The only person, I was just like, you know, I was kind of treating her like little, like, Piscean girlfriend as, like, you know like a like a like a baby caught in the spider web like i just kept like mm. even though she obviously made her, so this is complicit. just how pisces this is just how pisces operate too like obviously she made her own choices yeah. but you look at her and she's so sweet looking and, and you're she like, what are you like woman. 19 <laughs> yeah and you're just like no you're not a bad guy you should get out of this while you can run <laughs> yeah 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 for me, it was like more of like a dead to me vibe as far as like the pleasure that I took in it. But I, uh, when everyone's actually an awful person, you know? Yeah, I just think it's like I want I wanted them to maybe allow us to actually hate her more. Like not to have this moment of like girl boss redemption yeah, where yeah. we're trying to toggle between the two of them. Like I just wanted her to stay a villain. Yeah, and, and maybe she could have... Yeah. Even if she was like, and if they wanted to complicate her, the story of her as a villain, then I would be more interested in like who she was. Yeah, that's rather fair. than like just sort of randomly having spurts of like she got back in the car, maybe she'll make it. Yeah. But you know, it's like that to me is different, right? Because that's a truly Piscean problem. You really do have this like Pisces person who's just like, I don't know, with the car, who is that? Like, I love you. Can I be part of your family? Can I be the husband? Like, what yeah. do you? <laughs> but also like thinking like I can fix anything I ruin, and it's like, can you? <laughs> ah, you're no. <laughs> Yeah. But, you know, like, in yeah. that scenario, it's, like, campy, like, crime, but it's, like, she's not a villain. She's just, like, a clusterfuck of bad, yeah. of good intentions gone horribly awry. Yeah, that's true. But I think we did, like, our whole Pisces episode about that show last year, right? Oh, my God. Really? Yeah. That is, is that what we did? Wow. Really full circle. Here we are Yeah, because I don't think that we knew about Tiger King yet. I think Tiger King happened in Pisces season to us during the pandemic. You know, we're just approaching. We're just approaching um, the end of the first time we've done something in a pandemic. (laughs) (laughs) Seasons turn, turn, Mm -hmm. turn. Poor Aries about to get their second Pam down. Pam Denny. What? Pam and her Denny. That's what I've been calling it lately oh yeah got jokes i don't have jokes i have like three brain cells left and they're um frantically rubbing together to try to create some kind of charge for some reason like you saying two women's names reminded me of the l word when those women (laughs) bought like the cafe what are their names my lover cindy yeah like instead of don dembo like a it's like a my lover cindy (laughs) (laughs) it's a full year of my lover's oh my god what i wouldn't give for the simpler times you know i don't know just just popping on an episode of the four season l word you know Mm -hmm. tucking in with a room temperature kombucha you know thinking about leaving the house without a mask well, one thing that is kind of nice about simpler times is um, that 
now there are more texts and movies and whatever than ever to accompany our gay grief and joy and longing and yearning and learning and whatever else we're doing. Yeah. Um, you know, Burn. our friend Maddie just came out with a book you could pre-order. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the ex-girlfriend of my ex-girlfriend is my girlfriend. Um, yeah. Mouths of Rain that we talked about last episode, that just came out. That is the uh, Black Lesbian Anthology. Also, Mercury's Brood. Very exciting news. Can you tell them more about that? Mercury's Brood, um, it was a it's a Kickstarter to fund a collective of queer black astrologers trying to create some content that actually reflects a greater proportion of the population. Amazing, beautiful. Yeah. An inclusive astrology anthology forthcoming fall of twenty twenty one. And I think that they've tripled their goal or something. It's awesome. Beautiful, yeah. beautiful. So that's good. So, you know, it's like just because you're still in this pancetta doesn't mean that, <laughs> that you, don't, <laughs> you don't have something to do. Listen, a year in pantsuits, there could be worse things, you know? <laughs> For yeah. sure. Well, I guess I could just go and lie down now, maybe take a bath. Not you. You might wait till tomorrow, I've heard. No, I'm going to shower, actually, soon. Beautiful, beautiful. <sighs> I really, um, I look forward to that for you. Thank you. It will be divine. Um, check out your horoscopes, yeah, on Refinery29. Anything else you're doing? It's we true. Yeah, I write horoscopes now weekly at Refinery29. Um, check to make sure that I wrote it because they have a couple of different astrologers working with them um, mm -hmm. for different things. And, of course, you can always um, follow me on Instagram. And if you are a real person, I will <laughs> let you follow me. <laughs> so that's how it will work. And, um, yeah, okay. I mean, whatever, one million things. But maybe um, in service of of boundaryless season, I might put out there that I have this new parakeet who I don't think will love me. And if anyone um, can really help me figure out how to get my parakeet to love me, this is not a baby parakeet, I don't think. So that's the trouble. It's like not, it's like somebody who's already decided it might not, it might want to be alone forever. So we're the same. I have no doubt in my mind, a hundred percent know this bird is a Scorpio. Um, this bird has eaten its favorite treat out of my hand while looking me ruefully in the eyes, like, like being like, I can't believe I have to stoop to being vulnerable right now just to eat this shit. You know, like I, yeah. I know what the bird sign is. What I don't know is how to get it to like me. Um, and not be afraid of me, even though I'm always soft spoken and nice to it. And um, and teach your commands so that it can be as free as it wants to be in my home. So if you are a bird expert, um, and I feel like there's got to be at least one. Yeah, come on, just send us a send me a DM uh, about getting my bird to like me. And none of this sort of just like giving a treat shit. It like that's not working. It's too smart. <laughs> All right, you heard it here first. I'm doing readings, so you can book them through my Instagram, through my website. Also, um, if you like the show, you could rate or review or subscribe. I noticed that nobody's done that in over a year, uh, which is really fine, except, you know, I just think more people might be interested to know about Gala's parakeet. It's also true, I think, that if you give it a rating that it will bump its visibility to people who might find it in some other way. Yeah. And, you know, maybe you're just a gay person in the middle of nowhere, in the middle of somewhere, in the middle of everywhere, who wants to um, pretend that you have two friends who won't ever let you talk, <laughs> but they're gay. <laughs> this It would be like hanging out with the two of us in person. It would be the same. I mean, it wouldn't be that different. <laughs> And if you hang out with Rose in a karaoke room, she might try to con you in the karaoke room. I might con you. It's true. I've been accused of having con artist adjacent 
um, traits. Well, we'll end on that note. I love you. <laughs> I love you too, Kala. Big Deck Energy is mixed and recorded by Rose Blakelock and features original music by Knight of Cups. The current Texas hospital rate is hovering around 5,000, and Glenn Close actually kills a rabbit in Fatal Attraction. <laughs> <laughs>